Hands off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? Fly ball, right field. Grossman back. Track. Wall. See ya. Into the second deck. A grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge. And the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the City. I crossed up by Kobe, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, it's fun. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Quest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. going on basketball fans we are back with the posting of podcast i'm here with big jace and sean scanlon uh isaiah couldn't be with us today he might hop on a little later if he if he can get around to it but other than that it's just the three of us for today um guys i'm not i'm not gonna waste any time i'm gonna get right into it first place or i think that might be second place in the eastern conference now they're up there the wizards are i mean they're riding high a uh, new team surrounding bradley beal guys like kyle kuzma uh spencer dinwiddie uh montrez harrell there with bradley beal of course who's who's an all-star uh all nba talent at this point in his career uh, guys are the, sean i'll go to you first i mean the wizards obviously like i said they're on a roll uh do you see this kind of being a fairy tale start for them, or do you think that they can carry out this kind of play throughout the uh, throughout the remainder uh, the remainder of the regular season? I don't think that they'll stay at the number one seed, but I do think this team is pretty legit. I don't think they're a title contender yet, but um, I, I think that they'll finish in probably top four seed. I could see it happening. I think that the surrounding cast for Bradley Beal really works out, like you said, Dinwiddie. Has been uh, Dinwiddie and him have been a good one-two combo. Montrez Harrell off the bench, uh, he might win another sixth man of the year this year. He's been absolutely dominant. And then uh, Kyle Kuzma with the new uh, new fresh start in Washington, I think that he's played really well. KCP is a good shooter. So, I mean, this team definitely has a lot of talent. I don't think that they're title contenders yet. I think they would definitely need at least another piece. But um, I think this definitely is one of the better Wizards teams since John Wall and Bradley Beal were at their peaks. So I don't think they're at title contendership yet, but I do think that they're a legit team. They have very good offense. They're not great defensively, but not a lot of teams can outscore them every night. So I, I don't think it's so much of a fluke. I think that they will continue to ride this throughout the regular season. As long as, you know, Bradley Beal stays healthy, 
But um, yeah, I, I don't think the number one seed is uh, realistic for them. But I do think this team has definitely improved, and I do the, see them definitely making the playoffs, uh, maybe even top four seed. Yeah, um, Jace, that brings me right into my next question for you. Um, speaking of Sean mentioned John Wall, uh, obviously back in the day with John Wall at his peak and Bradley Beal, obviously a developing all-star, they were uh, consistently making the playoffs. You know, I think they might, might have won a few playoff series. You think this team is kind of the best Bradley Beal's had um, since him and John Wall were both kind of at the at the peak of their careers? And not to mention, I mean, um, he's played with guys like Russell Westbrook since then. So is this the yeah. best, best that, that Beal's had? Uh, I think yes, just because uh... – I mean, the best, like, starting five, the best five best players. I mean, I think you, Beal and Wall would take on anyone. But just the depth they have there, um, which is just a different guy. I mean, not necessarily a real, like, second star, just a bunch of solid role players doing their role. Uh, I think that's that's why they're clicking. I mean, they're, they're doing really well because, I mean, you just let Bradley Beal do his – thing and then you get the buckets you can when you can and you just do everything you can to help the team as you can no one's really trying to do too much and and i think that's working well for them i i do think as teams start to i mean there's there was a lot of movement this offseason as teams start to i mean sandra just said in the comments the heat like as a team like that starts to get acclimated with their new pieces uh, I mean, the Wizards, they've gotten acclimated really quick. They've gotten a lot of new pieces, as you guys mentioned. But uh, I do think they'll eventually fall. I, I don't think they're going to be competing for the number one spot all, all season long. But, I mean, a lot of people said that about my Jazz last year. So you, you never really know. But uh, I do think uh, this is a team I, I saw not even making it into the play-in coming into the season. But but they, but they, But I think they are – they are going to compete, and I, th- I think they have a chance to d- miss the playing completely and just get in as a as like a, a six seed or something like that. So they, they, they're playing well. Can they keep it up? I mean, the NBA season's long. We will see, but I, I think they do have the potential to keep it going. Yeah, I mean, they've won um, five games in a row. It is now eight out of their last ten. Um, for this Wizards team, they have Charlotte on Wednesday, uh, who's who's been off to a, a shaky start. They've looked good and they've also looked bad, um, but they've had some gritty wins. I mean, um, a couple comeback wins against the Boston Celtics, one in a double overtime, where they got a one fifteen one twelve win in that game. They beat the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. They uh, they did have a gritty overtime win against the Pacers, who are one of those kind of middle of the pack teams in the Eastern conference. So they've been playing some good basketball. Like I mentioned, they've had the uh, grit and determination to come back in a game. I believe they're down almost as much as 20 points in that one of those games against Boston. So um, we, we've talked about Boston. I know you guys talked about Boston on, uh, <clears throat> on Saturday regarding something, yeah. you know, like uh, Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons, but we won't bring that back up. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're going to get into a uh, game break right now. Uh, Clovercrest is going to run you a quick ad first, though. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement that you don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? 
The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies, doing the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident with your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website or give us a call at 860-430-5397. All right, so getting into it, just a little bit of a game break here. We got some injuries uh, going around the league. Uh, DeAndre Hunter for the Hawks, who's a Good piece of that team. Going to miss the next eight weeks with a wrist injury. Uh, Paul Millsap will miss tonight's game due to a personal reason. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, who we saw last night, uh, we actually we saw his team last night, excuse me, um, is in the health and safety protocols for the COVID-19 uh, protocols. And then something I want to get more into before we get on to our next topic, guys, is uh, Clay Thompson is apparently very close to five on five drills. He is approximately five to six away, five to six weeks away from a return to the court. Um, Sean, I'll start with you. How big, I mean, how big is a return to old form for Clay Thompson for this current Warriors team, given, you know, where they're at now at 11 and two? It's huge. I mean, obviously, we know Clay Thompson is one of the best shooters, you know, not just right now, but of all time. And it's just going to open up more more shots, I think, for Steph Curry, Steph Curry and Jordan Poole, who have both been playing amazing this season. Uh, this Warriors team is scary. And if you add Clay Thompson to that mix, if he's at full health, you know that he brings the three-point shot. You know that he's a pretty good defender. And the Warriors defense has been amazing this year. If you add another wing defender like that, I mean, it, I don't. It's only going to help them. The Warriors obviously have been dominant, and we know how much of a good player Clay Thompson is. We know the uh, the connection that him and Steph Curry have, along with Draymond Green. So, I mean, this Warriors team is scary. I I knew that they would be a lot better from the last two years, but I definitely didn't expect them to be this good. And now that they're going to get Clay Thompson back, probably around Christmas time. I mean, this team's only going to go up from here. I think that you know this is definitely a title contender in the West uh, in the Warriors, and Clay Thompson's only going to help them out. <laughs> Yeah, Jace, I mean, you, you agree with Sean there? Does does Clay Thompson just kind of take this Warriors team over the top? Yeah, I mean, they're playing really, really good right now. But uh, I mentioned this before. I think the real big thing is with how good they're playing, Clay Thompson doesn't have to like – there's no real pressure on when he comes back. He doesn't have to come back and be the, the same Clay Thompson as he left. He doesn't have to be – an all a first team all defensive player or whatever he doesn't have to be making taking like three dribbles and making sixty points and stuff like that. He just has come back, find his spot on the court. He can just for a couple games. I'm sure he'll just probably chill in the corner, drive, dish, hit a couple threes, and, and ease his way back into it. And they'll continue to win games. He'll help them do it even more. They'll have his. Uh, he'll still be able to hit some shots, but he won't be thrust into a position where they need him very badly to make a push. I mean, they're, they're first in the league right now, uh, and then they've been hot. I, I can see them maybe dying down a little bit, maybe, but but they're still going to be competing for a, a top four spot, I, I think, when Clay gets back and then when Clay gets back and completely 100% healthy, I mean, they're going to be back 
competing for the top if they drop at all. But yeah, so I I, I love it. I mean, he's just going to ease back in easily. No real pressure. Uh, it, Clay Thompson is in a great spot right now. Even if I mean, to be honest, uh, you could wait if you're him. You could probably wait till after the All Star break to really come back. I mean, they're playing that good. There's no real rush on anything. Yeah, uh, if I'm them, I don't need him back as soon as possible. But if I'm Clay Thompson, I want to hit that court as soon as I can. Um, I don't think he'll want to wait that long, but. Either way, Jace, uh, you're right. They are playing very good basketball without him. Can't imagine what they're going to be like with him, uh, certainly towards the top like we had mentioned. And then um, getting into our next topic, actually speaking of towards the top, a team that was supposed to be towards the top of the standings now, I mean, the Lakers, guys, uh, they lost last night. They got routed by the Chicago Bulls, who have been a very decent surprise here in the uh, Eastern Conference, but nevertheless, um, I know they've been without LeBron for the past six or seven games. Uh, Sean, I want to know, basically, I, we mentioned Bradley Beal's supporting cast. Is, is LeBron's supporting cast good enough if they've been this bad without him? I th- I think as long as Anthony Davis is healthy, that they'll be fine. Um, I wasn't too worried about last night because it's uh, the crew show revenge game. You're not going to win that against Alex Caruso. I mean, let's be serious. But, uh, yeah, no, anyways, uh, I think that the supporting cast, as long as Anthony Davis is healthy, I think that can be good. Um, Obviously, Russell Westbrook is my favorite player. I love the guy, but he needs to cut down on the turnovers. I think that's killing their offense right now. Uh, The only thing I really do think they need is some shooters. Um, Melo's been great for them off the bench. Wayne Wayne Ellington has been, you know, all right as a shooter. Um, but Malik Monk has to improve, and I think that they might need one more piece as a shooter because obviously with guys like Russell Westbrook and uh, LeBron James who are great at giving guys open shots, I think that you know they're going to need another shooter. But I think as long as Anthony Davis is healthy that they'll be in the mix, I think that they're going to improve, uh, especially when LeBron comes back. But this, this West is tough at the top. I mean, we mentioned the Warriors with getting Clay back. The Jazz are still legit. The Nuggets are still legit. Um, the Suns are, I think I've won eight in a row after making the finals last year. So, I mean, it's going to be tough for them at the top of the West, but once they get LeBron back and AD healthy, um, it's tough to bet against LeBron and AD, but they're definitely going to need some help shooting wise. And I I think Russell Westbrook, uh, definitely needs to play better on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Jace, as a, as a fan of one of those smaller market teams out West who, who would really capitalize off a um an opportunity in the western conference with you know obviously a lakers team that is struggling uh they're at eight and seven right now uh don't know currently where they are in the western conference standings but i know it's not towards the top where they'd like to be uh anthony davis even came out last night and just said they straight up suck um as a jazz fan i mean is this kind of do you like this or do you do you still have that fear in the back of your mind like this is lebron this is anthony davis these are two top 10 players and this team will finish towards the top of the west and be competing for a championship come season end hey i mean if you rewind to when we were talking about the playing game i was i was begging them to give him lebron to give us lebron give the jazz lebron get him in there uh to shut all the haters up i don't care listen i don't care about uh them really that much they haven't done anything i mean it, Charles Barkley says about Andy Davis street clothes. He's just wearing street clothes, not doing anything. Anthony uh, Davis. Davis. Yeah. And <laughs> Le- LeBron, he's old. He's getting up there. I think the real key to their success is going to be 
uh, Russell Westbrook, and I talked about it on Saturday. Uh, he just plays so fast. He, he needs to be more of a distributor. He needs to be able to slow the game down and see the court better because him going 100 miles per hour, him playing like a Ferrari, you going that fast, you're going to end up crashing. But and uh, to bounce off the point that you, you made, Sean, uh, they do need another shooter, and I think that that, that guy's going to be Kendrick Nunn. I think once he gets healthy, I think he has an ability to – I think he will really benefit this team and help them make that push. But it's really going to come down to to Westbrook really, I mean, not trying to do too much and really just finding his role and filling it. Because, I mean, it, it, I know it's hard. It's weird to say. But, I, I mean, Westbrook needs to be a role player. He can't be that, that guy that, like I just said, Ferrari going 100 miles per hour. Try, trying to get a triple-double every game. You just have to find your niche and, and stick with it. And I think if he can slow down, be more of a distributor, especially with LeBron out, be more of a distributor, find the open guys, make opportunities for other guys, uh, I think this team could could be where we expect them to be. But uh, it, it is going to come down to, to Russ because he is trying to do a lot of money. Uh, way too much and and that's hindering the team at this moment yeah no i I agree with that um obviously it's hard to just uh put these guys like out of the mix obviously lebron always finds a way to bring teams back into into the into the thick of things like we saw him take some pretty damaged and not so good Cavs teams to the to the finals back in the day when he was in cleveland um i don't know i I, i'm kind of I didn't love the moves the Lakers made in the offseason. Uh, I thought the players they brought in were either too old or too inconsistent, uh, and that's kind of showed so far. Melo's had some good games, but he's also had some bad games. Like we like we mentioned, Russell Westbrook hasn't been fantastic. He's been all right, but he hasn't been fantastic. Um, Sean, if, if, if you had to rank where the Lakers sit right now, based on your personal confidence for teams in the Western Conference – where would you rank them? I'd I'd probably put them four or five, just just based on the season so far. I think that you got to put the Suns in front of them. Uh, I would say Jazz, Nuggets, and then uh, the Warriors, obviously. But I mean, there's there's not a lot of teams that I think that um, I would put in front of them there. I think that uh, I mean the Clippers, uh, if they end up getting Kawhi back, they've been playing all right without Kawhi, but. They're they're not going to get them until maybe the end of the season, even if they do. So I'd still put the Lakers in front of them because I think they'll obviously be better when LeBron comes back. But I think I'd put them probably number five right now. And the Mavericks, I think – I mean, Luka's obviously a star. Chris Stapps has been playing a little bit better the last couple games, but I just don't believe in that Mavericks team to make it far. They haven't made it out of the first round yet with Luka, so I don't think that's going to change this year. So I'd probably put the Lakers probably right around five right now. But I think they have a chance to – to rise, obviously, or obviously, if LeBron comes back and he plays uh, like the LeBron we know, yeah, um, I, I I agree. I like I just mentioned, they, I I do think they'll be in the in the mix uh, come you know season's end. So that will be uh, something to look out for. Uh, obviously, when the time comes, uh, we're gonna get into another ad here in a minute, and we're gonna come back with some games we are looking forward to coming up either tonight or in the next few days. So Jess, why did you become a realtor? 
I worked in a various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes. It's very exciting. So a lot of fun. Now, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far? Helping people, especially like first time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. Um, I'm so excited to help them. So it's a nice, rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm doing. So I think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help them find the right home. Last thing I'm going to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTBB Realty is people over paychecks do the damn thing. And that's what we do. BB Realty, they do great work. Uh, Joe rocking a fresh ponytail on that one. We got to love that. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're going to get into uh, some games we're looking forward to coming up either tonight or in the next few days. Uh, Jason, I'm going to let you go first because I got a feeling. Oh, I mean, you got a feeling. Uh, I'm going to actually go a little different here. I mean, obviously, you got a big, uh, big posting up battle between the Sixers and the Jazz tonight. But on ESPN Wednesday and Friday night, we got one. I mean, we got two and three in the West duking it out in uh, Dallas and uh, Phoenix. Uh, I think they should be good. I mean, two young studs in uh, uh, Luca and Devin Booker going at it. Uh, I mean, a guy like uh, um, uh, Christops Porzingis, I know a lot of people have uh, been questioning him. Uh, how he's playing. He's going to have a real test going up against a, a guy like Aiden. And, uh, I mean, you obviously got Chris Paul there. So, uh, it's going to be great. Uh should be a fun, fun game. And, I mean, uh, I, the, those are the games that Luca like, gets up for. Those, those are the games that when, when it's up at the top here, you're going up against the defending Western Conference champs. Those are the games Luca's going to drop like 50 in a triple-double. So, I mean, that's just the type of guy he is. So, yeah, the, those are that, that, those two games, uh, Wednesday and Friday night on ESPN, I'm looking out for. But what about you, Sean? My game is going to be uh, tomorrow night with the Wizards and the Hornets at 7 o'clock. I think that, you know, these are two up-and-coming teams in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, we talked about the Wizards um, winning five in a row, being the number one seed. But the Hornets, they got off to a little rough start. They've won three in a row, though. So, I just think there's going to be a lot of offense in this game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And with the Hornets, Lamella's been playing really good. Miles Bridges has come out of nowhere. He's been playing fantastic. Uh, They got guys like Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward. So, I think uh, I don't know what the over is for this game. This isn't my best bet, but I'd probably smash that uh, right away. These two offenses are electric, so two teams with good winning streaks, two teams on the rise in the East. So I, I think that game's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna also stray away um, from that that Utah Sixers game. I'm gonna let the uh, smack oh. talk just happen for itself. Um, but we all know what's going to happen. Uh, no, but in, in all realness, uh, just getting, covering that game for a minute. 
that'll be a real test for the Sixers. A good uh, team out west still playing, I believe, without Embiid. So um, that'll be a good test. Uh, Rudy Gobert could be in for a could be in for a scary night against Andre Drummond. Uh, um, we'll see, we'll see. But anyways, uh, <clears throat> the, the game I'm actually looking forward to is going to be the Brooklyn Nets versus the Golden State Warriors. I love when former teammates face each other. Uh, Harden and KD will go up against uh, Steph Curry and obviously company there who's been I, – I, I think the Warriors supporting cast is outperforming themselves this year. Andrew Wiggins, uh, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, uh, players like that. So it'll be Curry against his former teammate uh, – Curry and Green, I should say, against their former teammate uh, Kevin Durant. We obviously know how things ended there. Um, obviously, uh, uh, that's a great game. Two great offenses. Kyrie Irving still not playing because of his uh, of his personal reasons they call it, and um, <laughs> uh, that should be. Anyways, like Sean said, hammer the over in that other game. Hammer the over in this game. I don't know what it is, but uh, I feel like th- there's going to be threes raining down. And there's going to be some flashy passes. It's going to be some great highlights from this one. So that is uh, my game. I'm looking forward to tonight. Obviously, other than uh the posting up battle we got going on between the jazz and the Sixers. Um, we're going to get into our best bets next before we wrap up the show here. Uh, Jace, you said you were going in a little bit of a different direction here. Why don't you, t- why don't you talk to the people? Kind of uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I've been killing it. I mean, uh, I gave you a couple weeks ago, I gave you Rudy Gobert over rebounds parlayed with Donovan Mitchell over points against, I think it was like, the magic, I want to say. I don't know who, but it hit. Then I also gave you last week, parlayed three games, all the favorites. They hit as well. And then on Saturday was my first loss. I gave you two bets. I, I didn't parlay them, luckily, so I made some money. I gave you the over in Pascal Siakam points that hit on his comeback. And Scotty Barnes sadly did not get a double-double, which, uh, I mean, it's been making me money all year. It eventually had to wear out, and that's where it did. But I'm switching things up. I'm going to go college today. And the Seton Hall Pirates against the Michigan Wolverines, I'm going to take the over 137.5 points. Uh, Seton Hall has scored no more than 80. Michigan has scored no uh, I mean, no less. I mean, Seton Hall scored no less than 80, and uh, Michigan has scored no less than 77. Uh, I mean, they, they haven't been playing against like great teams, but still, they're able to score. Yeah, you, you average out that those two uh teams, it, it add them up, it's like over 137 and a half. And I don't know why that's the line, something's probably fishy. Vegas probably has me trapped, but I'm going to take the trap. And I, I, I love betting the points. I never want to root for not scoring. So give me the over in Seton Hall against Michigan. Sean, what about you? What's your lock? My lock of the night uh, is going to be tonight. I, I've been terrible with NBA betting this year, so I don't know. You probably don't want to take my bets, but the one bet of the night I did two weeks ago, I won with the Rockets, I think plus 10 and a half, but I'm going tonight, Warriors, Nets. I'm going to take Brooklyn minus three. Uh, I think the Manning curse is a real thing. Uh, Draymond Green was on uh, the Manning cast last night, and uh, the only, obviously all the NFL players have lost. The only other NBA player that was on was LeBron James. That was during the preseason 
but the Lakers lost that next game. So I'm sticking with the Manning curse. Hasn't lost yet. Uh, even though I thought Josh Allen versus the Jags was no chance, but Manning curse is tough. So I, I'm going to take the Nets uh, minus three in this one. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so we'll see if that works. Uh, I, I, I'd hammer that if I were you guys. Uh, I think Sean's on to something. Um, <clears throat> anyhow, my lock of the night is going to be the Clippers minus six and a half over the Spurs. Spurs obviously are not what they used to be. Greg Popovich nearing the tail end of his career, uh, just trying to fight to stay relevant, and, and they're not really doing a good job of that. So I'm going to take PG. He's been playing out of his mind this season uh, without Kawhi at his side. He's been having to carry a lot of slack. And uh, I'm going I'm to say the Clippers win this one by more than six and a half. So go ahead and take that. If you trust me, if it doesn't work out, then I'm sorry. But that are, those are our locks of the night, and that is going to wrap up uh, tonight's show for the um, Posting Out Podcast here on Clovercrest Media. It's been Lucas Bolduck, Sean Scanlon, and Big Jace. We'll uh, catch you on Saturday at um, probably 11 a.m. I think that's when I'm going to aim to do the show. So mm-hmm. tune in Saturday morning. Peace. Burks fakes, Burks drives, Alley into the with the left hand. A couple of veterans banging down low, and it's Embiid with that little baby hook. To Westbrook, he handles the basketball, another lob, throws it down. AD again. DeRozan, Vucevic, Levine, Caruso, and Ball. DeMar DeRozan, how many times have we seen that? Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Sticky Beak, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.